I don't want to listen to his podcast, huh? Dude, it's educational. And besides, I've been wanting to listen to this one. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fan fiction it inspires. I'm Sandra. I'm Carly. And today, which is um, quite thematic given at the time of this recording, the um, British monarch Queen Elizabeth II has just passed away. We decided we'd do a little bit of Britain versus America through the eyes of Supernatural. So we're going to do a little bit of an in-depth character study on the Men of Letters. So the American Men of Letters, of which I think there are three, question mark, maybe four. This is the British Men of Letters, of which there were fucking loads. <laughs> so, you know, they're like, my countrymen were, um, well, I mean, we were set up to fail, weren't we? But uh, yeah. Sandra, do you want to uh, kick us off? What, yeah. What so I think we're, this? I think we're calling this, I think we're going to call this episode Culture Clash. I'm not sure. Is that, was that the... Yeah, we'll go with- for it. We might do culture clash. Okay, culture clash. Yeah, um, yeah. So just like the the British men of letters. So I was, I did a little bit of like research and and some digging, and um, I just wrote down some overall vibes that I had, and then pulled some articles that I found about season twelve, which is when we are introduced to the British men of letters, which for that season. I guess are kind of like competing with the overall big bad for that season because they kind of start with the British men of letters, but then you get the whole Lucifers trying to find vessels to come back. And then, you know, we find out that he's Mm -hmm. sired a, a Nephilim and that's getting ready to come into the world and all that. So I feel like season 12 kind of like doesn't know what it's doing with, its storyline anyway. So the British Men of Mm -hmm. Letters, I don't think really had a lot of chance to develop outside of just, to me, they were just Harry Potter meets James Bond. So it was like magic and gadgets really pretty much like at the start of it. So some thoughts that I had when I was like going through, because I recently did just do a rewatch. We just finished season 12. Things I didn't really like or just kind of picked up on was just the child soldier thing that they kind of brought in as the storyline with Mick when they did the flashback at at Kendrick's, which is that substitute mm-hmm. for Hogwarts, where it was, I don't know, maybe they were like 11, 10 or 11, 11 or 12. And it was Mick when he Can was I- in the school. Yeah. Can I just interject mm-hmm. that I'm gleeful every time you say Harry Potter or Hogwarts because that turf bitch isn't making any money off it. Keep Good. saying it. Okay. Remember <laughs> this episode with references to Harry Potter knowing that turf bitch isn't going to get any fucking money. Yeah, no, carry on, <laughs> carry on. And then I will weigh in with my thoughts about um, the the depiction of my countrymen yeah. in this so, I mean, American show. I feel that they... I'm sure the showrunners were probably just like, oh, Harry Potter's big. Let's just lean into that at the time. Because it was a 2016, 2017. I feel like that was the the year that the season yeah. came out. So, yeah, the just the child soldiers stuff of like was kill or be killed. Yeah, no, carry on. I'm just going to Google yeah. if, that, if that was happening around um, like a Harry Potter fucking 
Yeah, and I feel like it was around the time when we had our like election with Trump too. So I kind of feel like it was all that looking back on the the articles and stuff. So yeah, like 16 to 17. So survival of the fittest, you know, the following orders blindly and just how very cult-like it felt, you know, like we'll take care of you. We're your only family, but there's like no warmth in it. The headmistress, which then ends up, which I don't know how you can like, it felt like she was running Kendrick's, but then also like a part of the British men of letters, that Dr. Hess chick. Um, And I had to look back on IMDb because I am not, I am not well-versed in Potter. So I had to like, I knew there was a character that she reminded me of and she reminded me of that Dolores Umbridge um, character, which I guess is like, she was like def- a defense against the dark. Yeah, I defense against the dark arts professor, and she just gave cat ladies everywhere just a, a bad name like that. And and the Doctor Hess chick, and all the ladies really in the British Men of Letters, just very cold. And I felt it was like the guys were the only one that were given even just like a little bit of likability, like Mick, and then that they had Ketch, who was this like supposed to be suave James Bond dude. And then he was <laughs> rebuffed. Sorry. He was rebuffed by Mary. You know, I just felt a lot of layers of misogyny <laughs> going on. Like, you know, all the women are just bad and cold. And again, I really have a lot of problems with Andrew Dabb, who was like the main showrunner for the last four or five seasons, I think, along with Robert Singer. And I, the the way that it was like especially with mary i know we don't like mary in general but the fact that catch was like made to feel bad because mary didn't want you know do anything besides that one one roll in the hay i just didn't like that and then you are of course the consultant of all things british and history on that end because i also, it's just such a great representation of American history. <laughs> Not, <laughs> but so I was thinking about it because I'm like, there's a whole thing with Ireland and Britain, right? Like, there's yeah. a whole lot of backstory and like not good things between yes. those two. So I just found it interesting that the Irish character Mick was the one out of all the British men of letters that finally kind of like grew a pair or had a conscience. And, you know, I was like, was that somehow, you know, our, one of our showrunners, like brainy idea of being like, look, look oh, at the difference. No. <laughs> You're giving that. them way too much credit. Well, that's, that. Hey, that's what I've learned. A lot of podcasts actually give a lot of the writers and producers much more credit. And oh, we tend to have no. a lot more, thought on what's been presented to us than probably what they even came about. But that was just interesting to me that out of all of them, I mean, he was the only one that obviously was not British, right? Like, so that he was the one that was having the problem with it and wanted to eventually side with Sam and Dean and was summarily shot, I thought was interesting. You know, that scene really stuck out in my mind though, because I remember I was either watching it with my husband or he was just next to me. Mm-hmm. I don't remember being really mad about that. 
And he was like, what, what is your problem? And I'm like, this is a show about monsters. This is not a show about people hunting people. I don't want this to turn into The Walking Dead mm-hmm. where, you know, it's just people getting shot. Like, that's not entertaining. I can turn on the TV and find a hundred different TV shows with people fighting people. That's not what I'm here for. And I remember being really mad about that because it was like, it was one of the first times that you saw a human kill a human with mm-hmm. like a gun. Mm-hmm. you know and it, it was like it was really modern and it was mm-hmm. like obviously really callous and I, I that was that was the beginning of the end where I was like ah, I don't know where this is going and like they pulled it back they pulled it back it was fine mm-hmm. but that was just that's just a shining light of how much I really fucking hate the British Men of Letters storyline like so much I think I'm gonna share I'm gonna share my notes on the screen this was an excerpt from an article Jared Padalecki. The storyline is reminiscent of season six when Sam was soulless and kind of behaved much the same way the British men of letters are behaving now, at least in their hunting tactics. It's fun to revisit that. Would you kill two people to save three? Would you kill 10 to save 12? You're still killing 10 people. Would you try to find the middle ground? Do you, do you, did you see any of that? Like that reminiscent of season six because i didn't even if you're trying to talk about the british men of letters i suppose the only the only comparison i would draw to season six is where sam lets dean be turned into a vampire to see what happens Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. to get info Mm -hmm. but i do i do see the point that that jar's driving up there that it's you know they're very much and this is the outcome, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how many, oh yeah, how many lives we have to take to get that, which is dumb. Mm-hmm. But I think I also think that's quite, quite reminiscent, uh, not reminiscent, but that's quite, quite a good comparison between a, a big corporation or capitalism. You know, mm-hmm. fuck it, let's go there, guys. Capitalism, you lose sight of the focus. Mm-hmm. Sam and Dean, as Sam and Dean, they're gonna kill the monster. You know saving people hunting things but they see the human side of it mm-hmm. you know and albeit they don't have a tra- great track record of leaving the monsters alive um you know usually one of them will go back and kill the monster without telling the other because we need therapy winchesters yeah but i get i like i i get it in like the men of letters they're a bit more removed especially the higher up you go and the Mm -hmm. further you are away from the ground it's much easier to see things as a statistic rather than an actual you know a thing yeah so they're like oh we wiped out all of the vampires in the uk Mm -hmm. okay i promise you you didn't but all right (laughs) i fuck the uk could not get its shit together enough to do that i promise Mm. you okay but all right but then you know, we know Sam and Dean have let vampires go because they're vegetarian or vegan or whatever. Yeah. And they've let them go and live. So it's yeah, I think I think it's a good a good description of of capitalism, a good, you know, just a good snapshot of of what it can be like to be mm-hmm. in an organization like that. Mm-hmm. But apart from that once that one thing where Sam was like, mm, let's see what happens. Yeah. I don't see a great big I don't see a big parallel. But yeah. I mean, you know, maybe maybe they do. Yeah, so there was just some other 
like stuff about, and actually I'm going to add some links to a couple uh, snippets. There was a special features video on season 12, which was the Winchester mythology. It was called clash of the British men of letters. And um, they basically kind of just, I, I pulled out, they're like 20 second clips. They have like a little thing about like Dr. Hess and catch and Tony and just like their whole, the code thing, which I think is probably falls in line with what you were discussing where it's like the outcome, you know, and we do whatever we need to do. Um, and we follow the code to the letter kind of thing. But yeah, so I don't know like what your thoughts were on <laughs> what I had started <laughs> to discuss. So my, my, my thoughts on the British Man of Lairs, first of all, I'm so tired. I'm so tired of British people, specifically English people, because apart from Mick, uh, they were both meant to be, they were all meant to be English. I'm so tired of us being cast as the villain. Like, I know, I know Americans have a thing for our accent, right? But fucking stop it. Leave us alone. Okay. Like, I promise you, no, no organization in Britain is that fucking, like, nobody is that organized. I promise you. We're not wiping out nothing. Okay. We're just not that good. Right. Mm. I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. I'm <laughs> over being the villains. I'm done with it. Uh-huh. I will say, I will say, I didn't mind Tony Bevel. 60% because of she had that scene with Sam, which was fucking great. <laughs> and uh, in that scene, I count the torture scene and then also the the date rape scene where she drugs him and makes him think that they're all happy mm-hmm. and fucking and whatever. Mm-hmm. They're good scenes, all right? <laughs> get some shirtless Sam, get some wet Sam. We got like naked Winchester because he's got no shoes on. Like it's, you know... But I've been tortured by the devil himself. Like, it's great. It made it into my top 10. It's fucking brilliant, right? Mm. And she's there. She's there. <laughs> she's there. the grenade launcher. <laughs> yeah, and she's there to use the grenade launcher. And she's like, are you guys stupid? And they're like, yeah, maybe. Fuck yeah. it. Well, and I'm into that. I found it, because uh, again, like, they, um, they made mention of the fact that she has a son, like I think at the end of season 11, before, like when they first introduced her. And then you don't hear about the kid again until, you know, she she begs Dean, like, you know, just just let me live so I can go back to my son and all of that. And I, I guess mm, she's I'll able to compartmentalize, you know, like, but you're using you're using a kid at a, at a spot like, you know, otherwise. But yeah, she was just very businesslike in her torture you know and i guess that could be mm. see thing. that's that's you know that's accurate to maybe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i don't know if y'all can tell people i don't mingle with upper class british people <laughs> we are not in the same circles <laughs> i am very very working class but i have you know we've all encountered the rich lady at the store that you know is gonna get some shit done and <laughs> she's gonna do whatever she's gonna do i think you guys call her karen's we call them yeah. karen's over here but still yeah. you know and she is that very kind of very stereotypical type of of um you know like upper class person who doesn't get ruffled and is very business-like and there's mm-hmm. not a great deal of emotion there because mm-hmm. they're not brought up with emotion and that's mm-hmm. fine and i don't mind her and i like mick I liked Mick. Mm-hmm. He's a nice boy. I was very angry with what happened to him. 
mm-hmm. very angry. I did not like Catch until he died, quote unquote, he came back <laughs> and came back pretending to be his own twin brother, which was funny. And after that, he seems to like get his shit together. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I did, I didn't like him initially. You know, with his whole like, like you say, like he was supposed to be the James Bond one, mm-hmm. and I kind of want to grab whoever was writing and go, "Have you ever seen a James Bond movie ever? <laughs> ever? Like for five minutes, ever? Because it's not like this. this yeah. No, he's way too heavy-handed. It was oh, yeah. it was gross and embarrassing. Yeah, I think my biggest problem with the the Men of Letters is. Apart from, I'm tired of of my countrymen being the villains. I'm so sick of it. You could have got people from literally anywhere. Where were the Australian <laughs> men of letters fuckers? Like, where were they at? You know, or I don't yeah, know, they the kept South saying American the chapter, so it's like you know that there there has to be there have to be other countries that have. Again, it's a part of the world building that I guess we just never get to see more of. I'm mm. sure there's some fan fiction somewhere that has talked about other chapters. Of the men of letters, probably. And, you probably. know, maybe Sam and Dean having to finally do some other traveling outside of the United States, except for was it Scotland when they had to go take care of find Crowley's, yeah, when they, um, Crowley's bones, bones and stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I would, I would think, I think you could have leaned into a lot of the humor of having like, you know, maybe a European chapter of the Men of Letters. You oh, know, that would be with, awesome. Like a, with like a language Spain, barrier. Italian, the French. I could see everybody just yeah. like being all about, well, let's, let's, let's take a nap. <laughs> let's have a good summer to eat. <laughs> Dean would be all for that. Dean would be like, hell yes, let's eat and then drink and then we'll figure our shit yeah. out. Yeah. And you can, you uh, can see, no, you can see Sam standing around going, we need to get work done. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 it's it's one p.m. What are you doing? And then just like everybody, including Dean, just being like, "It's nap time, fucker." And Sam's just—I could just see him in the middle of the library, like, "What is happening right now? What is what is happening?" See, that would have been funny. Yeah, and a subversion of expectations. Mm-hmm. But my main issue with the Men of Letters, apart from you know it being a really really crappy like shoe in for a big corporate company, things like that. Is they tangled it all up with the Mary storyline. Mm-hmm. And I was already mad about the Mary storyline. And then, like, you know, she betrayed the boys. And then, like, she got Sam to betray Dean. And, like, mm-hmm. they're guilty by association now. Yeah. You know, it could it could have it could have been interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the potential was there. Yeah. But then it, it got all tangled up in the we need therapy Winchesters. Mm-hmm. And now it's guilty by association. Now I'm just like, no, I don't. Yeah. You killed the one good character mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. And then, like, catch, you know, he was, I didn't mind him when he came back. I quite liked him when he was all tattooed and stuff and like faking his being his own brother. <laughs> but it was just, no, it was just, and I don't, it, it, it fell back on a lot of British stereotypes that I would have liked to think in 2016 we would be over. But you've got to look like, at Supernatural as a whole anyway. And they are all, I, I just think they're very, the showrunners and the writers are kind of late to get on board with what's, what you should and shouldn't do anymore. And I think they jumped onto the, again, I'm going to say it again, the Hogwarts bandwagon. Um, mm. And maybe a little too late too. But again, you're like, you're leaning into all of these all this pop culture stuff that's kind of lazy, right? Like, again, like if you're going to, 
if you're going to bring in a men of letters, another chapter, not that I didn't think it wasn't like, I thought the gadgets, you know, work again, but it was reminiscent of James Bond, like, you know, the gadgets that Mm -hmm. they were using that were so much more advanced than anything that the Americans had, which I still don't kind of, so we're talking about culture clash, like Americans, like, and I, I got this off the video, like they saw American hunters as undisciplined, messy, vulgar. Mm. I'm like, okay, but that's not every hunter. So again, you're stereotyping a group of people, just like the men of letters, the British men of letters were like stereotyped. They were, you know, looking at the Americans in the same way. And if we can't get them on board, we're going to get rid of them, but really we're going to get rid of them anyway, because they're not helping with our profit margin or whatever, like some kind of, you know, like once we get them, we're going to just eradicate them. Okay, so this is normally the part of any given podcast where we would go, hey, our sponsor today is, but we ain't sponsored. So we just have some uh, causes, some charities that we'd like to um, bring to your attention, point you in the direction of if you feel able or willing to donate to them we have three main sort of causes inverted commas that we're uh, uh, promoting feels like the wrong word but like signposting highlighting Mm. if you will Mm. so the first one is um to do with the conflict in ukraine the russian invasion unlawfully of ukraine so we would just like to draw your attention to world central kitchen which as it sounds like is um you know helping to feed people that are affected by this conflict um you know, although it's dropped out of the media quite a bit now, there's still a hell of a lot of people in the Ukraine that are trapped, that are cut off, you know, that are struggling for food and water and basic supplies. So that's what that charity is there for. We have Kids Save, which, again, as the name suggests, is looking out for the children that are affected um, by this. I mean, conflict feels like the wrong word. It's, you know, it's un- an unlawful invasion. But yeah. 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 Kids save. And then we have, if you don't want to sort of, if you don't feel you can or want to commit to just one single charity, we also have a link to the global giving page for the Ukraine crisis relief fund, which obviously is then split between various different places that it needs to go. It's sort of the global equivalent of a GoFundMe or a just giving page. So we have that. And then for those of you that are in the US and oh Lord, we know it's hard right now. We do. So we have the um, Mums Demand Action, Ending Gun Violence, um, the Sandy Hook Promise, Advocate for Gun Regulation in Your State, wherever you may be. We have the American Civil Liberties Union, which is, you know, basic human rights. Come on, people. Like, I, it, it doesn't feel like it should be this hard, but somebody needs to give your government a kick up the ass and be like, mm-hmm. hey, it's not this hard. You're making it harder than it is. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, vote.gov. You know, look up the voting regulations in your state, in your area, find out what you need to do, be informed, be prepared, because that is the best way to enact any kind of change. And that doesn't just go for the US, that goes for the UK, anywhere else. Educate yourself. Know what you need to do so nobody can catch you out. Last cause definitely not least, LGBT, LGBTQ plus people, my folks, we are under attack. There's no easy way to say it. There's no nice way to say it. People want us dead, yo. It's really heavy in the US. It's coming in the UK, you know, and it's fucking hard. There's no one 
cause fits all for this. There's nothing particularly global. And to be honest, I didn't really want to signpost to any, you know, causes that are fighting against this. I want to bring this down more to people. You know, we're not just, we're not a statistic. Everyone's a person. So the causes I want to signpost are Switchboard LGBT in the UK and the Trevor Project in the USA. And they are both um, services where you can reach out, you can be connected to people to talk to, you know, it's hard. We need to come together, guys. So if you need to talk to somebody, if you need help, if you are not safe where you are, these charities will help you, you know, reach out to them, even if it's just someone to talk to, even if it's just someone to go, this fucking sucks. If you need that help, reach out as well. For anyone outside of the US and the UK, I'd like to draw your attention to the Trevor Project. Again, they have resources for international LGBTQ plus people, youth. We know that as much as it's hard in our countries, it's a hell of a lot harder in some other countries and it's not easy to come out. It's not easy to be safe. So take a look at that link for some resources, some places to go for help, some ideas of how to keep yourself safe. So again, it's not a sponsor. We wish we had a nice fun sponsor to bring you, but we know that it's hard and we just want to point you in the direction of help for others if you can give it and help for yourself if you need it. So back to the podcast, I guess. I think it's an, it's an interesting character study if you think about the differences between the countries. So Britain, like, you know, England, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland, Great Britain, we are in the most part a cohesive unit. Okay, Mm -hmm. it's like four different countries, but for the most part, we're a cohesive unit. The laws, Mm -hmm. for the most part, are the same. Obviously, like Northern Ireland, Wales and Scotland have their own... I don't think they have the, I don't think they have their own parliament but they, like there are some differences in laws and differences mm-hmm. in in things like that but overall if a decision is made in English parliament it applies everywhere mm-hmm. so it it would be very easy to get together an organization and say okay your job is to eradicate monsters in the UK and they would have the same jurisdiction mm-hmm. across the four countries Whereas when you look at the US, y'all are just like 50 countries, well, the lower 48. You just happen to share the same landmass, but that's it. Realistically, every state is its own country and, you know, the laws differ massively from state to state. And Mm -hmm. you have the federal thing, but it's not... I don't understand your federal thing. Yeah, I I, I I half the time don't either because it's like... If the if the federal government like then in some cases you know oh you're the federal government's overstepping I'm like but we're all <laughs> we're all the United States <laughs> like I don't I, understand I don't, what you're doing here. I don't get it so yeah there's the I back don't and get forth it. between state federal nobody can make up their mind some things you know some laws just arbitrarily decided by you know, the Supreme Court, and then that has a ripple effect in other states that trigger, it triggers other things that now the states can jump on or other people have to say, no, we don't want that. So yeah, there's, we have no, 
our cohesion is barely hanging on at this point. Like we're, we're like, it's not, it's not super glue. It's like duct tape. It's like, you know, we're just like, we're ready just to like break apart at the seams. I feel like, so I can, I can understand the, we don't know what we're doing or we can't make a decision as a whole kind of thing. Like if you're looking at say the American mindset um, on that regard where, yeah, we don't, we can't, we can't make a decision together anymore. I don't know if we ever could. I feel like we did when I was really little. <laughs> it felt like stuff was happening the way it should. Not anymore. I, I, but yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I just think it's like, so if you say like every, every hunter, every group of hunters is a different state, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, you've got Britain who, I mean, that's tension. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody likes England. England doesn't like anybody else. Um, Scotland, Wales, and Ireland will routinely band together to hate on England in sporting events mm-hmm. and things like 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 it's not great, okay? <laughs> but like, like we're not <laughs> not like out outright war. We don't have like people in England are threatening to murder people in wales because somebody in wales helped someone from england get an abortion when they mm-hmm. were 10 like that just mm-hmm. doesn't happen okay yeah. you know for the most part we're cohesive so i think we you know like the british men of letters came over with this nice cohesive unit that worked great in in the uk mm-hmm. and they were like and this is gonna happen here and all of the american hunters went what no 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 i do things my way and he does his things his way yeah and sam and dean do things their way and you no, you can't make us all band together. That's not how this works. No. So it was it was doomed to fail right from the beginning. But I do think you can make an interesting culture clash there of how things work over here in the UK versus how things work over there with you guys. Honestly, it sounds exhausting. I don't well, know how you keep up. You're like, I, is this legal I don't. here? <laughs> I don't <laughs> keep up. <laughs> if we go stay over, is this legal? It's federal yeah. or state. I, I, I can't keep up. I don't, yeah. I don't understand. I think going back to, I think like the hunters in general, like I feel like the hunters, again, like they band together when necessary, but they, you know, they go by the beat of their own drum kind of thing. And then with the hunters, the American hunters, they focus on, oh, well, you guys are just so emotional. <laughs> It's just like (laughs) you let your emotions decide, you know, aside, you can't just follow, follow orders, which I find interesting because we talked about the boys and how they've kind of grown and haven't grown. And I think Sam is much more reflective and makes decisions case by case. And Dean has slowly come to that decision, but he's also very back and forth and flip floppy. So Dean is, I think the much more, which is weird. Sometimes I think he's the more emotional, like of the two, like just by his reactions and actions where Sam is more emotional, but it's, he takes the time to think about the choice he's going to make. Um, Mm. So it's that kind of thing. And I don't know, based off of what they gave us, the little glimpses of a lot of the other characters. I mean, Mick was really the one I think we got a lot of time with and then catch a little bit more towards the end. But then that was a lot of his relationship and fallout with Mary and 
oh, there's just so many things I didn't like about that. Um, but yeah, your point about, you know, the British men of letters were a catalyst to even more reasons why Mary ended up betraying or keeping secrets from mm. the boys because she'd already left them, you know, because she was having a hard time with things. And then no, when she comes back into the fray. Life. Children yeah. who I have not seen since you were far and six months old. There's more. No, secrets. I can't possibly yeah. be your mother. Yeah, she. That's that's a whole other. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, so I mean, I just don't think that they did. They didn't do the store. The showrunners didn't do the storyline any favors in the way that it kind of played out, and then it just kind of petered out. You know, they got rid of them by like the second to last episode, and now it's like, well, now we got to deal with Lucifer. And like, that was the last episode of season 12, like, you know, figuring that out and then Jack, you know, coming in to get ready for season 13. So like so many things in Supernatural, if it had been given an appropriate amount of time, Mm -hmm. it could have been something. But like you say, it was all wrapped up in the Mary thing um, from season, shit, what season was that? Like 11, 11, maybe. And the deal with the darkness, the end of season 10. Yeah, well, darkness was uh, 11. Yeah, so yeah, at the end of season 11 is when Mary popped up and then started off season 12 with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're dealing we're dealing with the Mary thing mm-hmm. and we're dealing with the Lucifer thing and we're dealing with the Kelly Klein and the mm-hmm. Nephilim thing. And I think Cass is still dealing with some grace issues as well. And there was just so much going on. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if you'd have given any of these things room to breathe. Yeah. It would have been better. Like you say, the British men of letters just went, you guys are ungovernable. Fuck mm-hmm. you. Keep your mm-hmm. shitty country. We're going home. Mm-hmm. There's no tea here anyway. They just <laughs> left. And it was unsatisfying. I'm going to, to pay say a little least. bit more attention when I rewatch season 13, like when Ketch does come back, like how much of the British men of letters is discussed. You know what I mean? Because I know that mm. I, I think it comes up from time to time but then it's very much just a, well, is everything good with us now? Or you like you said, you're just not bothering with us anymore because we were too much trouble. Like we we couldn't we couldn't fall in line. So you just kind of like, eh, whatever. To be fair, <laughs> that's quite British to go, no, we're gonna do the thing. This is too hard. We're not mm, gonna do okay. the thing anymore. Because we don't like, you know, we had colonialism, um, and that is a very touchy subject at the moment. But, you know, we we sailed around the world and we went, yeah, we're having this, and we're having this, and we're having this. Mm-hmm. And nobody yeah. really had had the resources to deal with us. Mm-hmm. But in 2016, people do. And mm-hmm. we were just like, no, this is too much like hard work. We're going home. <laughs> Y'all don't have tea. We're leaving. Like, you don't, you have kettles that you put on stoves. It's fucking weird. Why don't your kettles plug into the wall? It's just it's weird. It's weird. We're going home where the real tea lives. Oh, I don't drink tea. Just in case anybody thought I was a walking stereotype, then I don't drink tea at all. Uh, well, I guess we should wrap this one up because we I didn't think we were going to go this long. And I think we did an hour yeah, and a half. Were... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like two episodes. <laughs> like we're going to we're going to cut it up. We're going to cut it up. What if it's going to uh, be a rambling episode about food? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll just, you know, any listeners, if you have any thoughts on British Men of Letters, Culture Class, Americans versus Brits. Let us know. Um, reach out to us. Give us your thoughts um, on how, you know, either the show mucked it up or 
was spot on <laughs> in, its, in its representation of the Brits, which Carly will have need... many, many thoughts on and will want an essay. <laughs> I, will, I, will want a, I will want a two-page essay on how Supernatural got it so fucking right with the British men of letters. If you are actually, if you're listening in the UK, come on, come to my defense here. It was an appalling caricature of us. Appalling. Back me up here, people. Back me up. But reach out to us. Let us know what you thought about the British Men of Letters, the British invasion, as it were. So yes, do you want so, to tell us tell them where they can find us, Sandra? Yeah, they can um they can use our trusty email. It's idlingintheimpala at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter. It's idling in the letter D Impala. We have a Discord channel that will put some information down if you'd like to jump in and give us, you know, your thoughts on anything we've discussed on one of the episodes. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can find me on AO3. I am username Drasna. That's D-R-A-S-N-A. On Twitter, I am S Kyle Writes. That's S-K-Y-L-E-W-R-I-T-E-S. And if you want to read or learn about my original fiction, you can visit my website at sandrakyle.com. Such a mess, always such a mess. <laughs> so I am the agent of chaos in all things apart from this. If you want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me on AO3 and Twitter. I am Carly Karma in both places. So that's K-A-R-L-E-E. However you thought it was spelled, you were probably wrong. And then Karma, as you would spell it normally. And the same profile picture in both places in case you think, hey, I wonder if there are two people out there with a weird spelled name. Same profile picture? It's probably me. So reach out to us come join us on discord links will be in the description for that let us know what you thought about the british men of letters and the british invasion and i mean come on if nothing else just come share some gifts with us about that scene with sam and tony come on up. <laughs> i'll tweet out some gifts i'll tweet out some gifts it'll be it'll be fun it'll be Good. fun but thank you very much for joining us in the backseat today guys we will see you next time bye bye bye